twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feenster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss the current national emergency related to the COVID-19 pandemic and how it relates to two-way radios. We'll explain how we're dealing with the pandemic, how radios can help during such an emergency, some radios with antimicrobial properties that can be useful during the current situation, and how to properly clean and disinfect your radios for maximum personal protection. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. The entire world is battling the outbreak of the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, and businesses everywhere are dealing with its impact. We're no different. With the threat of the current pandemic looming overhead, this is without a doubt a time of great uncertainty and anxiety for everyone. If you're feeling stressed out about all this, rest assured that you are not alone. We feel it too. The question is, what, if anything, can we do about it? Yeah. Man, that's a good question. <laughs> that's what we've been trying to figure out for the last few weeks. Well, we have been doing some things. We've been pretty busy at buytoyradios.com. Yeah, we, we've been busy. We, we don't know if uh, what we're doing is, is exactly the best way to handle things, but, you know, we seem to be following what other, other people are doing and what general recommendations are. So uh, hopefully that, that's um, good news. Yeah, no, we, no, of course, we, we know that two-way radios are useful in a lot of different ways uh, during emergency situations like this one, and that can lead to, you know, an increase in demand for them. And, of course, we're still open uh, for business because we are, by two-way radios, is considered an essential business operation. Um, but we, like everyone else, we've been impacted by this quite a bit. Uh what uh, what are we doing right now to to uh, well, do our part here? Of course, uh, one of the first things we started doing uh, after it became apparent that this was a, a serious uh, serious thing uh, was to set up our system so that um, all of our employees or as many of our employees as possible could work remotely. So uh, we spent about a week testing uh, that setup and. Uh, we have implemented that, and that that uh, in itself was interesting. I mean, we we never uh, really done that before with our sales department. All of our uh, sales reps have always worked on site. They've always worked in very close proximity to one another, and now um, everybody's remote. We've had to deal with a lot of issues from that. 
and uh, we're still dealing with issues from that. Yeah, like Danny said, we've never had to do this before, so it was kind of like, oh man, this is. I think our I th- my initial reaction was, man, this is this is real. This is, you know, this is becoming this is real. So we gotta we gotta take action. It's not like you know, um, when a tornado hits in in Memphis or in Kansas, you know, it shuts things down and you know it doesn't necessarily affect us but now this is a national and now a global thing that's going on and um we we just didn't have anything in place because we didn't you know we but we i think we did i think danny danny gets the kudos for that he he put everything together as far as getting everybody set up and um you know it's it's been it's 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 worked really well um you know for the most part we've had a few little bugs but it's been um you know so far so good knock on wood that's my desk you're hearing (laughs) as we record this i am at home rick is at home this is the first two-way radio show that we've recorded where we're not all in the same room together um anthony is still in the office anthony's sort of the the liaison for the sales department everybody else is at home but they're going through him with uh any local issues that uh, they need, like I guess uh, you're probably getting people asking you to pull products or from the warehouse and check something or test something or another. And you're also kind of monitoring the where- warehouse, keeping an eye on things there. How's that? Yeah, we got, we got Jason, we got our warehouse guy and and, and me, and um, you know it's it's quiet around here, but it's you know it's it had to be done. It had to be done to you know business as usual and and also to keep everybody uh uh socially distanced i guess is what the 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 phrase that pays right now yeah and like a lot of other podcasts right now where people are you know with multiple hosts especially where everyone is working from home or remote locations um it's not uncommon for the quality of the audio to go down on some of these uh somewhat and you know, we're, we're dealing with that as well. So if, if anybody hears a dog barking in the background or a lawnmower starting up uh, somewhere or something like that, uh, it's just bear with or us. A beer, or a beer crack open. <laughs> a beer crack open. <laughs> Some wine pouring. I'm going to hold off at least until after this, this show for that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in any case, we're, we're, doing, we're all doing the best we can. And whether we're working from home or in the warehouse, we are really still fully staffed. It's just we're just spread out a bit, and uh, so we're still able to meet the needs of our customers in, in purchasing radios and support of their radios. So, um, you know, it's, it just might be a little. Yeah, fortunately, we haven't had any uh, coronavirus uh, in the office. Everyone is healthy. Uh, that uh, th- that works for buy2wayradios.com uh, right now. So that's very, very good news. I think it's one of the benefits of being a small business, though. You know, when you've got uh, – um, you can make sure everybody's alert and going, hey, look, you know, I've been in biz- – I've worked for big corporations before and where you got, um, you know, 300 employees or more in a building, and I think that's a little harder to um, – you know, that's more people to be get to come in contact with other people and be able to spread and things like that. So, I think that benefits us. 
Yeah, you're right. It, I think it does benefit us. I guess it, it could also have uh, negative consequences. If one person came in uh, with this and it spread to everyone, oh, yeah. we'd be uh, in really bad shape. But hopefully the working from home is going to mitigate any of that from happening. Well, having said all that, I mean, we're we're still working, but we're working remotely. What that means really for the customers is, is that – uh, yeah, we'll still be able to get product out to everyone. We'll still be able to support the products and, and answer questions and and uh, do things like this, like the podcast and some videos. It's just the, the response time might be a little bit slower than normal because we're having to um, work through the that the remote issues. So there are going to be some situations where if someone has a specific question where we have to pull a product uh, and, and check it out or we're, we're going to have to do some um, some, something in that regard, uh, there, there's, there's going to be some delay. And, and I think most people in this situation are, are probably going to, to understand that more. I think a lot of us in the same boat. I, I, I know that some of our competitors are having a, a tough time uh, with the same sort of thing. So I think we're actually in a pretty good position uh, compared to some other com- uh, companies right now, specifically because we're primarily an internet-based retailer. So, like personally for me, ninety percent of everything I do is online. So, uh, it, it wasn't that big of a, you know, I was already kind of set up to work from home. Uh, for some, for some other operations, you know, and, and and for you guys, I mean, you know, Danny, you work from home quite a bit sometimes anyway. Um, but for some other companies, it's just been a big adjustment for them. And I think yeah, we're- no doubt about that. And, and I think our, our sales staff, it's, a, it's been a slight adjustment. There, there's been a couple of areas that uh, I think are, are going to be problems that, uh, you know, we kind of take for granted that the warehouse is on site normally. So if, if someone needs to grab a product to check something, it, it's super easy to do that. And also having other coworkers around is uh, easily taken for granted. Yeah. Because if you have a yeah. question, maybe you put a customer on hold and ask the guy sitting next to you um, if they know what the answer is. And and now, I mean, we've implemented chat tools and things like that, but it's still not the same as having someone, you know, in the cube right next to you to ask the question to. Yeah, I, I'm I'm used to kind of. Uh hollering over at somebody or having someone holler over at me and say, Hey, yeah, uh, what about this? And just kind of holler back. So, and that's why we can use two way radios talking with the warehouse or something like that. But usually in our office, we usually don't need them because everybody's just sort of, you know, next to each other. <laughs> so it's just easier to just say, Hey, um, so it's, it's not, uh, it, yeah, this is going to be kind of an adjustment uh, of sorts. But uh, having said that, uh, I mean, we are getting radios out to people. We are fulfilling orders. Uh, the only real issue that we might be having at the moment is availability of two-way radios um, to to keep stocked during this emergency. And and most, we, you know, we have most everything in stock, but uh, there are some radios that uh, we're finding ourselves uh, running out of quickly and in availability, just like. Everything else in this pandemic, a lot of people run making runs for toilet paper and stuff. But all with a radio, there, there's a lot of need for radios in, in something like this. And so you you know, there's a lot of interest in personal preparedness for this during the emergency. So um, there has been a 
an uptick in demand for some makes and models of these radios uh, by the general public. And because of this, some of our po- most popular radios are, you know, they might be in short supply from time to time or temporarily out of stock, but we, we do have we do have plenty of other radios in stock that can fit the bill. And, and it's just a matter of giving us a, a call or chatting with us and, and we can help find an alternative that's just as viable for you. And, and maybe in some cases, may, maybe might even be a better solution. Yeah. We in particular got hit pretty hard on the imported ham radios. Um, for example, the Baofeng UV5R, um, those, those are gone and it's probably going to be a while before we have them back in stock. Rick, I know you wrote an article on, for the website with some alternatives for the UV5R that mm-hmm. going to be very helpful for people. Um, but a lot of our stock on the import Chinese radios are running low just because we, we've seen such a surge in uh, demand for those in the last few weeks. So uh, currently, uh, Anthony, what, what do we have uh, in stock right now that uh, that really um, we have plenty of people don't really have to worry about too much for the long term? Well, last time I looked, I mean, we had um, we had plenty of some like MD three eighties, plenty of them. Um, you know, popular DMR um, analog radio. Um, I think we got a few three uh, eighties out there. Um, and maybe some 9600s, um, but our, I mean, our GMRS assortment is is up there. I mean, for those that don't have an amateur license, we've got plenty of license-free options available. Motorola, Cobra, several different models out there that that would uh, work for for most folks um, that, and that don't supply, have. And supply is good as well on those radios. We're hearing, I mean, all those domestic manufacturers have radios in their warehouses, and when we run out, we're able to restock quickly. Right. With the Chinese radios, the problem has been that uh, I'm sure they're getting hit from all sides, and they have problems in their country right now, so shipping is slow anyway. Mm -hmm. It's just taking a lot longer to get those types of products restocked. Now, we do, uh, it seems like, have a lot of interest in the KG 805G. And uh, we have a shipment of those radios um, on a plane or uh, should be on a plane very, very soon. I believe uh, the word I got was they shipped earlier this week. Um, But um, I think it's taking longer to get things out of the country there. So it, it may be middle, late next week before we get them in. Yeah, China was hit uh, hard. They were, they were really pretty much the first ones to get hit with a lot of this, and and what's the timing was also um, not great on this as well, in in the sense that they had just well they were just doing their um, or they were in the middle of their uh, Chinese New Year, which during that time everything's kind of shut down any anyway, and uh, we usually don't get a whole lot of of product during that time. And then they, I think what happened was they wound up extending the Chinese New Year uh, break for a couple of weeks while they were dealing with the onset of this, of the pandemic. And that kind of delayed some things further. And then after that, of course, you know, there, a lot of their workers were, were out and, and uh, there were a lot of delays from the factory and that sort of thing. I think uh, they're starting to, aren't they starting to come back and, and get some things out uh, at the factories now? 
Yeah, I'm I'm hearing from all of our vendors there, and uh, it seems like things are getting back to normal, at least as far as production goes. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least that's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, the same I, thing. I think they were uh, kind of fortunate when this hit that it was right on the heels of their Chinese New Year holiday that mm-hmm. where they would be out of work anyway. So um, I think the timing was as as good as it could have been for China because everybody was already going on holiday and then they just extended the holiday by another couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it I probably suppose. would have been hard to do that at, at a different time. Yeah, probably. It's just that we we're already experiencing a little bit of a delay uh, for receiving product because of the Chinese new year. So for us, it was, it, it that was just an extended outage um, in that regard. Oh, for us, you're absolutely right. As far as product supply, we're yeah. kind of stocked up ahead of the Chinese New Year, but then we were planning on okay, we're going to have a couple of weeks that we're not going to uh, that we have to make it through. But it turned out being maybe six to eight weeks. Well, they ex- they ended up extending Chinese New Year, I think, a week or two, and then they had to come in and uh, they weren't shipping anything because they had to come, they wanted to come in and get their uh, their plants and whatnot disinfected and yeah. and make sure that, uh, you know, uh, things like that. So right. um, I think, well, we got a shipment uh, a couple weeks ago or three, week, three, four weeks ago, something like that. And um, so. And, yeah, and uh, other things are shipping. And we've got accessories that went out couple of days ago we've got the ocean shipment that's uh that's leaving very soon if not hasn't left already so hopefully we're headed in the right direction well that that's good news that's good news uh, you know with the um the radios a lot of the import radios especially i know that some of our listeners will have some questions about Okay, well, these radios coming from China and some of the other Asian countries that are that, that have been dealing with this pandemic, um, how safe are these products that are coming in? Uh, is there anything I have to worry about? And um, I can reassure you that we're we're taking steps when we you know we get things in the warehouse. We take steps to proactively to make sure that those items are safe coming in and that they um, they're safe going out to our customers. Um, I know we're we're doing uh, the best we can on that, but you know, for the most part, uh, and, and we'll probably talk about this uh, in, in a few minutes when we get to um, some of the cleaning and, and disinfecting tips on the radios. But um, having said that, a, a lot of people are looking at radios now as a solution or uh, as an accessory for for having to deal with this pandemic and. I'd like to take a few minutes and, and talk about that, how radios can help during the pandemic and, and how people are using them. Uh, for instance, uh, a lot of them can be used in businesses for you know expediting remote delivery or curbside service. A, a lot of these uh, companies, especially uh, locally, are having to make a lot of serious adjustments with, with how people are shopping. Uh, some of them uh, require, you know, they're all going to a curbside service uh, sort of operation. And uh, because of that, uh, radios can be kind of, they can be helpful in situations like that, having to call in back and forth, uh, you know, in the kitchen or in the inside the, the store and, and getting the, the orders expedited to the curb. Uh, I think that's a, a 
pretty pretty good use for radios right there. I think that's a, a very I think it's an indispensable uh, situation. Yeah, oh, it's certainly uh, an area where you're going to want uh, to use radios, or at least radios will be of, of large benefit. Um, we also have, uh, I had a situation a couple of days ago, we're going in a store, they were limiting the store to 25 people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was standing there watching this, thinking how radios would, would help that situation, because uh, the people inside would be able to radio to the person outside that, you know, you've got this many people leaving and it could have allowed more people in, but it was a little less efficient than it could have been standing there waiting and um, moving to delivery models for a lot of restaurants. I doubt they're going to be buying um, or investing in mobile radios and that kind of thing at this point, because they don't know what's going to happen. But if it's something they decide to continue doing, uh, obviously having a fleet system or something like that in the vehicles would, would really add to their efficiency. Well, I had somebody yesterday or the day before that was uh, looking for a solution. They uh, uh, call box. They, they wanted to put a call box outside. So when they had deliveries, um, they didn't get big freight deliveries or things like that, but they wanted it to where somebody could walk up, hit a button. They could reach them with the, uh, hit that radio and they could say, okay, leave it there on the, the porch. They, they were going like zero contact. They, you know, they're not, they weren't playing any games. They wanted to go, zero contact with uh their their couriers and uh you know that was that was a solution for them mm -hmm. yeah that, that's a great idea yeah but the use of radios isn't just limited to the business and uh on the public side for consumers and individuals they're also great for uh assisting in communications with uh maybe someone who's quarantined you know, if, if you if you have several people in the house and you're having to quarantine someone else to a certain room or certain area of the house, and uh, it's a great way to equip everybody with radio so you can still communicate back and forth within the house without having to um, uh, shout or holler or, or whatever. And, and uh, you know, it can really help uh, for those who need to keep their distance uh, from others in the same general area, even if you're not not in the home, if you're maybe working in an uh, environment or you're in an, an area where you're having to be in some proximity with other people uh, in a group, uh, it's using the radio is a lot more convenient than a cell phone for obvious reasons. But uh, you know the instant push to talk aspect of, of radios and just the fact that you're in very you know, everybody's having to maintain the social distancing, uh, you know, six feet or, or more. Radios can easily handle those distances. So I think that's a, a good use of radio. Um, I think that's a good use of radios as well. Now, yeah, I think that the someone being in quarantine is, is a great uh, application for radios. Um, I think it's like it's like radios are perfect for social distancing. You know, if you're trying to, to stay apart from someone. Mm -hmm. uh, radios are more convenient than cell phones. So I, I think that's probably why we are seeing an uptick in uh, sales for uh, the consumer-type products and the, the ham products. And in some aspects, they might be a little bit easier to keep clean and keep disinfected than than cell phones as well. And, and I'll, we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But I have a personal story about that because when we uh, – uh, 
you know, we had gone uh, to Orlando on a trip at the beginning of the month and uh, beginning of March. And uh, when we came back, I started uh, getting symptoms of the flu. And it was just the flu. It wasn't the coronavirus. Uh, and we had, you know, I went to the doctor and said, yeah, yeah, you, you've got, uh, you've got the flu. And, um, actually all, you know, three of us, both the kids and I had come down with it, uh, coming back from the trip. And my wife was the only one who was pretty much a flu free and she was nursing. Now she's an RN. So it was, it was nice having an RN in the house, but, uh, she was tending to all three of us for about a week or so. And we all had to be separated in our rooms. We, each of us in a, in a room separated and just shut in for three days. And she would just bring us up meals and medications and stuff. Um, and early on, I said, wait a minute, we've got all these radios in the house. Let's just everybody get a handheld here, take a handheld, and then we can communicate with uh, with uh, mom downstairs so it, it makes it easier because up to that point everybody was just sort of hollering through the doors at each other you know and, and downstairs and and my wife couldn't hear us half the time because she's downstairs working too so so you know i insisted to my wife said you know let's use the radios this is what they're here for let's use them um unfortunately she didn't want to do it she didn't want to have any of it because i i think part of it was because um, she didn't want to be on call every second, especially when she was working. But um, after the fact, after we got all, all over it and after the fact, we were all talking about this and, and you know, we should have used these radios. It would have made things a lot easier for us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can kind of understand her perspective of not wanting the radios because She's going to have three people calling her on the, the radios all day long. She's probably uh, going to veto that. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys, I uh, hope, you, you know, once this is all, you get her some nice DoorDash or something or, um, you know, get her a nice bottle of wine or something, Rick, for taking care of y'all. Oh, well, I, I had already wanted to take her out to dinner before that because she, she was a real trooper on the trip, too. So, uh, I'd already said, Hey, I got to do something really extra, extra special for her. But when we got back, it was just more of her taking care of us. So, uh, yeah, well, this is all you, over. Rick. What's always that? Always about you. It's always about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got to do something. We, we have to do something really, really special for, her. um, apart from taking her on a cruise or something. Cause, uh, I, I think it's going to be a while before we're all able to, to do that sort of thing again. Um, yeah, I think cruises are out for a while. Yeah, yeah. We've well, they've had some issues on on some of those cruises. I, I think they just had a group of people that just uh, arrived back in the states. What yesterday or the day before? Just just really recently that had been quarantined on a on a cruise ship for you know like twenty one days or a month or something. And uh, look, I you know cruises are great, but I mean if you're if you're confined because i think on on those kind of uh in on those kind of ships that if if people have something like coronavirus they keep everybody locked into the rooms i think i don't think you can just roam the ship freely so that's that's yeah, a situation you're not playing in the casino and you're not going to uh magic shows and comedy shows or hanging out and with laying the out by pool. You're, <laughs> yeah you're uh you're you're quarantined to that room there so 
And uh, I think I think the air is recirculated on those cruise ships. So if you have a sick person that's um, locked in a cabin, it seems like the that air is going to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. That that's probably dangerous. Yeah, I would think I would think so. Um, <laughs> at the very least, that turns a, a fun trip into a very very tedious and boring one real quick. If you're locked away, it's like what kind of fun is that? Uh, we had a cruise book. We had a cruise scheduled. We booked this thing probably six or nine months ago. Uh, we were going to go in June to Spain and uh, take a cruise to Italy. So um, we canceled that. Yeah, I, I uh, think Italy is not the place to be right now. <laughs> Spain either. Uh, yeah, Spain is looking so great. So yeah, it's obvious that uh, radios can help during this current pandemic. And anytime there's really an emergency situation, we've discussed other types of emergencies many, many times before. But, um, you know, speaking of which, uh, Anthony, did you say something about an, an uptick? Somebody mentioned something the other day about an uptick in uh, emergency uh, weather radios too, right? Yeah, we, uh, we sold um, so quite a few uh, weather radios and like WR one twenties. I think we sold out of our, uh, those Midland crank radios, which, you know, I know you're high on those. And, yeah. I like you know, those. It's a, a emergency radio with a crank, but it's also got a, uh, uh, a mic on it. So you can, there's a two way radio as well. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think with it, there's lots of different emotions flying around now. You know, I was trying to make sense of all the, ham radios flying off the shelves over the weekend and going, okay, is it, is it a mixture of, you know, people are getting their tax refunds back and they're shopping or is it mixed in with what's going on? And, you know, just all the uncertainty that's going on right now. Is it, uh, you know, uh, is that the reaction? I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, um, but you know, we've said it, we've, we've done all these podcasts in the past for, you know, things that two way radios are good for. Mm-hmm. And, this is this is just another podcast for that. You know, we're in a, a, a pandemic now, and a lot of people are shut down. Uh, Fifteen miles up the road, they just uh, shut down Mecklenburg County there in Charlotte for yeah. three weeks. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things, and it, it, it's going to pass hopefully soon. Yeah, like a bad you know, meal, it'll pass. <laughs> uh, let's let's hope. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm. I'm I'm optimistic about it. That's why there's, there's a lot a lot more smarter people out there than me that are, that are working on this. Thank goodness. Well, and you're a pretty smart guy, Anthony. So so uh, that gives us a lot of hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you were just saying that uh, this it's just another show about ways to use radios in an emergency, and yet it, it is, and yet. It isn't because this is a a real world example of how handy radios are, how useful radios are in a real world situation that everybody's experiencing right now, and everyone can can experience. You know, they they they're basically experiencing firsthand, and and those that have the radios are already are saying, yeah, you know, this is this is how I'm using my radio, and those who don't are thinking, you know, maybe I should invest in something like that so it, it gives a, it's a lot of food for thought well we've been saying for years that radios 
makes sense to be part of an emergency kit. Even if you're not a radio user and you're going to use radios as part of your daily life, just having a set of cheap radios on the shelf somewhere in your house for a, a situation when a situation arises where you're going to need them mm-hmm. is uh, probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, we've pretty much established the importance of having radios in, in a time like this. The question next is, uh, is just how safe is it to use these radios uh, in a situation where you have a virus going around and maybe you've got a radio sitting there? Uh, should we be passing the radios back and forth to each other? Are we all you know, have our own radio that we use and how do we keep them clean and disaffected? That sort of thing. And it come, there are a couple of things that come up. Um, uh, first of all, there are some two-way radios that have, um, you know, that are, that are kind of already um, prepped for this sort of thing in a way. Uh, more specifically, there are some two-way radios out there with, uh, say, antimicrobial features. And uh, Motorola is is primarily the one, the manufacturer that really promotes this and and has worked in antimicrobial features into a lot of their radios. But before I get too far into it, I guess we really should talk about uh, what what does that mean? What what is antimicrobial protection? Yeah, I, I think that at this point where we are now, the Motorola radios are probably, because of the antimicrobial features, more attractive to certain people because you're comparing two radios and one of them says it's antimicrobial, then you're probably more inclined to buy that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's um, very positive to have an antimicrobial radio, but it, it does need some explaining because I think it, it may not really help in this situation as much as people may believe just from, from hearing that feature. I know, Rick, you've done a lot of research on this over the last couple of days because you're putting a, an article together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Well, uh, first of all, uh, when we're talking about the term antimicrobial, it, it means something rather specific. Now, uh, the Motorola radios that we're talking about in particular are the uh, on-site business radios, which would be the CLS, CLP, the DLR, the DTR, and the RM series radios. Uh, and uh, one of the DTR, the DTR 700, which is a commercial radio, they're all um, equipped with um, these antimicrobial housings um, that have these properties. And what it is, um, it's a polycarbonate material that they use to manufacture the uh, housing of the radio with. And the polycarbonate material, the housing itself, has some built-in antimicrobial properties that that help prevent the growth of bacteria and mold on the surface of the radio. Now, it's important to to make a distinction here about uh, what antimicrobial actually means. It's what that does is it helps slow the spread of germs when, when handling the radios. It and what it also does is it kind of helps um, in making the radios a little more stain resistant uh, from things like uh, you know bacteria and mold. Uh, uh, you know things that can uh, the res- the residue from from bacteria and mold and uh, less odor because oftentimes you know you're handling the radios a lot. And uh, sweaty palms, sweaty hands, whatever, um, 
and you're not cleaning the radius for a period of time, that can spur the growth of mold and, and bacteria and, and certain germs that over time, uh, you know, it can add to odors that are released by those germs that can, you know, kind of make your radios uh, smell a little bit. If you're hanging, just like you, you know, just like you and me, you know, we need to take a take a shower every once in a while, and, uh, so we don't build up uh, our own body odors. Uh, 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 odors can build up on the surface of the radios themselves. Now, I didn't want to spend a whole it's, lot of time on that part of it, but um, the but thing it sounds like what you're saying is that that bacteria and mold, the antimicrobial properties, prevent bacteria and mold from growing, and it helps keep the radio cleaner in general, which, uh, let's face it, that's, that's a great feature because you know, most businesses aren't cleaning their radios nearly as often as they should. No. And a lot of businesses are, are sharing radios. So I'll bet some of them don't clean them much at all. <laughs> Just my I guess. I bet you're right. Oh, I've seen some uh, radios that people have sent in for reprogramming or needing us to pull info off of them to match something, and it's like, ugh, yeah. they're, they're pretty nasty. So preventing um, infections uh, or sickness that can be caused by bacteria and mold is a very good feature, although the current pandemic is caused by a virus, mm-hmm. and it sounds like these things specifically don't do very much against viruses because viruses aren't growing things. They use your, your body cells to reproduce and they're much smaller and, and different than bacteria. Right. So in the current situation, maybe it's not a huge benefit, but in the big scheme of things, selecting a, a radio that is antimicrobial may not be a bad choice. No, I, I think it's very, very helpful, uh, especially in regards to, helping to keep the radio cleaner and making it easier to clean. However, what antimicrobial features don't do is they don't, uh, they don't prevent the existence or the transmission of germs. In other words, you know, you're handing a radio off to someone, you're, you, you can still pick up germs from the radio. It doesn't prevent the transmission of, the, of them, and it does not prevent their existing on the radio. All it does I mean, germs are going to exist on the surface of the radios, uh, no matter what. But what an antimicrobial housing does do, and it doesn't kill the germs. Okay, that's that's important to understand. It does antimicrobial housings do not kill germs; they're going to exist. But what an antimicrobial housing uh, can do is it helps inhibit the growth of the bacteria on the device, so that the germs don't reproduce as rapidly while they're on the surface of the radio. And, and so, in other words, they're not continuing to grow, and the next thing you know, you have a, a radio f- so so full of germs that uh, it's 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 really toxic to to to, to handle uh, very uh, very much. So, so that applies to bacteria and mold, but because viruses don't reproduce outside the human body anyway, the the way they spread is just by existing on surfaces. Right. The, this won't do very much against viruses, but there's a lot of bacteria and mold um, sicknesses that can uh, that people can get. Right, and what and what an antimicrobial feature can do is help keep the, the mold from growing on the radio, the bacteria from growing, so it just so it doesn't make the problem worse. And what that does 
is it helps minimize the germ count to a point, and it makes the radio a lot easier to clean because then you don't have as much to to clean off. You don't have as much disinfecting to do as you normally would, say, on a cell phone. It, it, you know, and if I might interject something here real quick about cell phones. Cell phones, and, and this is obviously well-documented, cell phones are probably uh, one of the most germy devices out there, you know, that you can carry around with you. I mean, they're, they're just, uh, uh, they're very prone to picking up uh, bacteria, mold, and, and of course, viruses. Be- for one reason, because these um, cell phones, there are, especially if you have it in a case, like I have mine in a, in a, a protective case, and what that does is that creates all sorts of little tiny crevices and uh, places on the phone where germs can just kind of get into and, and you know, propagate and hide and, and whatever, and that are not easy to get into and clean. You know, you have to get into all those little nooks and crannies. And, uh, and I know there are some cell phones that are out there, there's only smartphones that really are nice and sleek and doesn't take a whole lot to wipe them down, but a good deal of the time, people want to protect those phones, so they'll stick them in, in these uh, protective cases like I have, and then that becomes a real problem, and, and those, they're, they're not easy to clean at all, and you have to constantly disinfect them. So, and even when you do, you, you're not 100% sure that you got everything. And of course, it all grows back the next time you, you touch it. So when you're talking about the, uh, the difference between keeping a cell phone clean and a radio clean, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, I think the radio is a lot easier to clean than a cell phone. Yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, it, it really depends on the radio though, I guess. But for the most part, I think you're right. If, if you've got a cell phone with a case, um, but I mean, I think that a lot of Chile radios have the speaker grill and like little holes for the speakers. Those are a pain to clean. True. Uh, true. They can be. I, yeah. I, I have trouble with that. We get, uh, we have a rental radios and when we send them out, we always wipe them down and disinfect them with, uh, Lysol wipes and things like that when we get them back. And, uh, I, I look at that and think, oh, how hard is it to get uh, these things <laughs> clean? I've, I've thought about this in the past. Like, to what extent do we have to, to wipe these things down to, to make sure they're completely disinfecting? And looking at those products closely, the speaker grills and the area around the display and there, there's grooves around the push-to-talk button that dirt, dirt collect in. So I, I think these do have to... Um, Pay attention and, and do a good job if you're sitting down to, to disinfect your radio. But it's probably easier than, than most cell phones. Yeah, I was thinking when I was saying that, I was really thinking in terms of some of the simpler radios without the displays and some of the simple uh, speaker grills that basically just holes in the in the front. Um, that's what I was thinking of. And then now that you've mentioned it, I'm thinking back. And you know what? I'm actually staring at a radio right now on my desk that has a more that has a more intricate grill uh, that has more intricate grill work and uh, has a few buttons and a little, little display on the front. So I, I, I think you're right. It, it, yeah, yeah, it could be buttons the case. Buttons are a big problem. If you have a full keypad radio like the UV5R, cleaning around that, that keypad is not going to be fun. 
No, there, and there are a lot of other places on that UV5R that, uh, that really need to be thoroughly cleaned as well. But since we're talking about, that's a good segue into the cleaning, how do we clean and disinfect a two-way radio? I mean, there are some, uh, some specific things you can do, but there are also some things that you really shouldn't do primarily because um, you know some of those things actually could be harmful to the radio itself. So you know, like you just don't dump it in the water and give it a twenty-second washing like you would with your hands. Uh, it, it requires a certain procedure, and some manufacturers do have guidelines and recommendations about how to properly clean and disinfect their radios. Uh, Motorola and Kenwood, we have some specifically from Motorola and Kenwood that uh, have uh, procedures, set procedures for how to properly do it. Yeah, I saw Motorola put out a guide um, last week, maybe, with uh, just a couple of suggestions on on how to clean and disinfect. What do you think about that? Well, um, I was doing a little comparison between the uh, Motorola and the Kenwood cleaning and disinfecting guidelines, and they, they both are pretty much pretty much the same thing. They have pretty much the same guidelines, with a few variations, a few slight differences, and I think some of that has to do with um, the way their uh, radio housings are. are or manufactured and designed and things like that, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. The same thing. What they're basically saying, what both of them say, is you want to use a uh, for general cleaning. Uh, apply a a 05 percent detergent water solution with a soft uh, cloth, and then use a stiff, non-metallic short bristled brush to work all the loose dirt away from the device, and uh, and then use a soft absorbent. Uh, lintless cloth to or tissue to remove the solution and dry the device. That's for general cleaning, and uh, and then you of course have to make sure that none of the solution remains uh, trapped and near any of the connectors or cracks or crevices. You don't want the stuff to get into the uh, say uh, you know if you've got like uh, say a two pin Kenwood connector or, or uh, one or uh, two pin Motorola connector that uh, that your Getting any of that cleaning solution or anything into the the uh, uh, contacts uh, because those are openings there. Yeah, that, you know, that's, that's my fear with with the cleaning of the radios. I, I'm afraid that with uh, people cleaning their radios with a, a detergent water solution, it seems like um, that that could be dangerous. Applying water to your electronic device. Well, and this I would the, say be careful when you're doing that. Maybe maybe remove the battery before you start. Oh, absolutely. But you know, um, they're, they're talking about general cleaning. Like, you know, if you drop the, the radio in some mud or something and you have to do a heavy duty cleaning job, this is what you use on it. And, and once again, and it I'm, doesn't, I'm sure, I'm sure they're not saying, you know, pour water on the product. They're probably no, saying, you know, get a no. cloth damp and wipe it down with a damp cloth, that kind of thing. Yeah, it says here to, to apply the uh, 0.5% detergent water solution with a cloth. In other words, you don't dump it directly on the radio. You put it on the cloth, dampen the cloth, and go over it with the cloth. That's that's how they're saying to do it. Now, also, and this is the very, very important, it doesn't say apply a 5% detergent water solution. It says a 0.5%, 0.5%, which is very, very minute. So they're talking about just just a minute amount of of a mild detergent. You're probably you're probably talking like dish 
dishwater where you would wash dishes right. in that, that type of uh, solution. Right. And they, they definitely say don't use anything abrasive. Don't use any abrasive cleansers. This is, uh, in fact, they're saying do not use bleach or solvents or uh, cleaning sprays or uh, anything like that to to clean or disinfect the device because some of them can, at the very least, they can discolor the surface of, of the radio, uh, and at worst, they could probably eat away at the surface of the radio so or, and, and scratch the displays and things like that. So you really don't want to do that sort of thing. Also, um, you know, when we're talking about disinfecting, they are saying that uh, a lot of these devices, and this is where there's a little bit of a difference because there are some... Um, there are some manufacturers that that tell you do not use alcohol-based products on their radios. In the case of both Motorola and Kenwood, and we're talking about their business radios here, um, in the case of both Motorola and Kenwood, they're uh, saying that uh, you can disinfect the radios by wiping them down with an over-the-counter isopropyl alcohol, you know, a rubbing alcohol. Uh, but it has to have at least a 70% alcohol concentration. It has to be uh, because you want um, anything less than that. It's going to be more water, and you don't want the water on there. So it needs to be uh, – and uh, let's see. Motorola says at least 70%. Kenwood's saying between a 70 and 80% solution. So you, And it's important to check the dilution ratio before you start doing this to make sure that it'll work because you want a higher uh, – you want a higher concentration of uh, of the ethanol, the the alcohol in that solution than water, because uh, when you start diluting it somewhat, then then you're you're introducing issues. Because really high concentrations of alcohol or a special uh, solution that is is designed for for electronic devices, it's designed to evaporate rapidly and is not not as conductive. So it's not going to be you don't have as high a risk of, say, maybe shorting something out. Uh, if water, you're going to have that issue. Uh, so you want to keep it to a 70 to 80% solution. And, and from what I understand, the, the higher, the better. So those are, I think those are some very important. Um, and they also have a, a couple of safety tips here about being careful about uh, using some of these products with the radio so that you're you're doing it safely you know you're not uh you're not inhaling all the vapors and things like that and also some of the vapors can actually have uh and the chemicals can as i mentioned earlier can have some some negative effects on the plastics and and the metal uh casings and platings of these radios so you want to be very very careful and once again apply it don't apply it directly to the radio apply it to the cloth that you're using. And those are the tips uh, from Motorola and Kenwood. All right. So uh, having said that, don't forget to disinfect your radios, everybody. Uh, any other comments? I think we pretty much covered most all this, right? Went longer than I planned, but... <laughs> uh, I think we got it. Okay. Any other comments, uh, Anthony, on, on any of this? Um, no, I think we covered it. I, I really do. I think this was uh, pretty informative for uh, for our listeners. Anthony's took a nap through the, the cleaning the radio segment. <laughs> yeah, Darn <I> went. it. <laughs> Ten minutes of cleaning your radio too much, Anthony? It was. It really was. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. And I kind of mixed them all up in here for a second. Let me pull them out again. Here we are. Uh, the first one comes from Dennis. And uh, Dennis uh, wants to know, he's asking about the MXT-115. Uh, he wants to know, can I use a Midland MXT-115 on FRS channels 8 through 14? I can't seem to figure out how. My club uses channel 9 and CTCSS 25, but I can't seem to get that channel with a MXT-115. Any help or suggestions are greatly appreciated, and that's from Dennis. Who wants to start on that? Yeah, one? so unfortunately unfortunately not. Um, you know, that's that's one of those ones that, that because this is a 15-watt radio, um, they had to leave those those out unfortunately so you've got basically one through seven in there and then um you know 15 through 22 is basically how it uh it is it, it's, it's what it's programmed to yeah and, and you've got the eight gmrs repeater channels too of course but right right yeah but here's here's the thing is that um these radios were originally uh manufactured before just before the uh, changes were made for the uh, Part 95 rules. And uh, before that, previously, you couldn't have a GMRS radio uh, you know, transmitting on the uh, 8 through 14 channels because uh, those were limited to half a watt, and all these mobile radios were, were considerably higher than that. So it wasn't legal to 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 mix it up like that, especially you know with an MXT radio, you've got detachable antennas, and those are not allowed on the FRS. So um, they they just simply omitted them just for GMRS channels only. And uh, of course, since the rule change, uh, GMRS can still share those uh, eight through fourteen channels with the FRS crowd, but but that. Uh, half watt limitation that pump hundred milliwatt limitation uh, still remains in place. So that that's why they're they're not there uh, because of of that limitation on the FRS. But um, would would Midland in the future put out a micromobile that includes them? I don't know. That's a question for Midland. You, know, you just never know. Let's see. Our next one comes from Dustin. Uh, and he's responding to the um, to the article that we just put out, and we were just talking about about the um, uh, antimicrobial properties of Motorola radios. He says, "Great article, very informative, with useful info." Uh, do you have a guide for recommended cleaning procedures on these radios? And uh, that's from Dustin. And yes, Dustin, and we appreciate it. By the way, we really appreciate the great feedback on that. But uh, yes, we actually have an article coming uh, to supplement this episode, uh, and it'll be out. It'll be out shortly. Um, our next one comes from Ronald, and he wants to know, um, so I have a Baofeng UB5R. It has the same Vox setting. I was wondering if I got a Bluetooth hands-free device and enabled the Vox setting while hunting with my son, if we would be able to talk to each other without having to push the push-to-talk button, and it would truly work like I'm thinking it would. And that's from Ronald. Anthony, you, you've had quite a bit of experience with, with Vox in the past. Well, what do you say about that? Um, I mean, I, I don't know, quite honestly. I mean, it would have to be, you know, it's one of those things that you have to test. I've never tested it. I, I am a 
big advocate against Vox. I do not like Vox, <laughs> and uh, uh, it sounds good on paper the way it's, but it's not. It's um, I'm just not a fan of it. I don't think it works the way that everybody thinks it's going to work, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, on paper, it sounds like it should work, but I mean, it's one of those things you just got to test it. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes problematic too, because if you're out in the woods or something, it just about any, I mean, unless you really make some fine tuned adjustments to the, the Vox settings, just about any, uh, noise will get picked up and activate the, the, uh, Vox, yeah, I so, feel like if you shoot your gun, it's going off. You know, if you're, <laughs> it's going to put in transmit mode. If you, um, yeah, I mean, it's any that's that's my thing. It's not just voice activated; it's sound activated. If it's um, picks up a sneeze, a cough, duck call, uh, <laughs> duck call, shotgun blast, whatever, um, a bear mauling you, whatever, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna pick it up. Yeah. And the last one comes from uh, Andrew. Andrew sent us uh, a really nice uh, email, and he's responding to uh, our last episode of the two-way radio show, uh, episode 147, when we were talking about the TYT THUV88. He says, I enjoyed your review of the TYT THUV88. I was one of the many who clicked on the campaign you sent out, and I think in some aspects the UV-88 could be the Balfunk killer, but it's not there yet. I also think that's a matter of firmware, not hardware. Uh, he says, I write a programming guide for handheld uh, ham radios, and as it happens, was just writing the UV-88 chapter for the next edition last night. The software doesn't seem quite firmly baked yet. The VFO mode can be turned on or off. Um, to do this, hold down light and um, moni, M-O-N-I uh, buttons, monitor buttons, when turning the radio on. Frustratingly, after you do this, the radio may always start up with the key lock on. If that's the case, you will need to unlock it before you use the radio. After a few factory resets, this seemed to go away on my radio, but that capability feels like it was never tested. Um, he says there, there doesn't seem to be a way to listen to the repeater input. The workaround for that is to program a separate frequency for the repeater input, but again, that's a firmware fix, not hardware. Uh, as you mentioned, setting the offset was a pain. Because, uh, Anthony, I think you you were talking about how uh, doing the offset on the UV-88 was uh, was uh, kind of troublesome for you. Um, yeah, you gotta you can't just type it in like you can on a, a Bofang. You have to um, actually scroll through each number and it's it's like if you want to go it's not a big deal if you're going 0.6 you know from zero yeah. but if you got to go to and you can't hold the button down it's individual clicks so yeah but when you go to like a plus five offset you know you're <laughs> you're pressing that button quite a few times hmm. and i've made it i've you know I, I pointed it out to tyt and they said unfortunately there's nothing they can do with it right now um Maybe in future releases, but as of now, they can't do anything with it, unfortunately. Looks like he included kind of a tip on this, but uh, he does say that, as you mentioned, setting the offset was a pain. I did discover that you can set a different offset on the A side of the radio than the B side, so you can set a 600 kilohertz offset on A and program all of your 2-meter frequencies there and set a 5 megahertz offset on B and program all of your 70-centimeter frequencies there. Uh, Correct. Yeah, and so hopefully he said... He said, hopefully, new firmware can fix that, too. Um, then he says that um, 
Chirp support probably won't be a problem soon. At this price point, some Chirp developer is going to pick one up just to play with it. One place I know for sure it's going to kill the Baofeng is in movies. Every indie movie that has radios these days uses a Baofeng, but the UV88 looks and feels so much more like a real radio that I think props people are going to flock to it like crazy. Thanks for a great show and a great business. And that's from Andrew. That His last comment was actually pretty interesting because he... Um, didn't you and uh, Danny put uh, out something a while back? I uh, think it was a little clip from, uh, what was it? It was um, Walking Dead or something? The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where they were using, they were the using uh, UV5Rs in the apocalypse, in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. You know, that's, uh, uh, they survived. The, the, the UV5R survived the zombie apocalypse. Everyone else died, but the UV5R survived. <laughs> Still ticking. Yeah, there you go. UV5Rs and roaches. That That's that's what survives in a, a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so here you go. All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions on this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcasts, yada, yada, yada. Everywhere you can find a, a, a podcast, you can find the Two-Way Radio Show. Um, we're, we're everywhere. All right, well, I guess that does it uh, for this episode. Uh, before we go, any, any final comments? I think we got it. think so? Yeah, we're good. I think uh, just everybody, uh, you know... Continue to listen to what our our leaders are saying, and and uh, uh, let's let's get through this thing. I think I think it could happen. We just gotta we just gotta do everything they're telling us to do. Yeah, keep the faith, and we're all in this together. Remember, <laughs> we're all in this together. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Keenster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>